Sermon 64, Commentary in the Gospel of Luke, Sermons 57-65, through 65, by Cyril of Alexandria, translated by R. Payne Smith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Sermon 64, 10, 17-20 And the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us in thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I have given you the authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and upon all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. But in this rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. It is somewhere said by one of the holy prophets, Will the Lord God do anything without revealing the teaching thereof to his servants, the prophets? For the God of all made known to the holy prophets those things which were hereafter to take place, in order that they might previously declare them, that so they might not be disbelieved, when in due time what had been foretold arrived at its fulfillment. And those who will may see that what we have now affirmed is true, even from the present lessons. For the seventy, it says, returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us in thy name. For first of all the twelve disciples had been appointed, holy and elect men, and worthy of all admiration. But inasmuch as, according to Christ's declaration, the harvest indeed was great, but the laborers few, he further, in addition to those first chosen, appointed seventy others, and sent them to every village and city of Judea before his face, to be, that is to say, his forerunners, and to preach the things that belong to him. And in sending them, he ennobled them with the grace of the Holy Ghost, and crowned them with the power of working miracles, that they might not be disbelieved by men, nor be supposed to be self-called to the apostleship, just as of old there were some who prophesied, though they spake not out of the mouth of the Lord, as Scripture saith, but rather vomited forth lies from their own heart. For God, by the voice of Jeremiah, somewhere also said, at one time, I have not sent the prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken unto them, yet they prophesied. And again at another, The prophets prophesied lies in my name. I sent them not, neither spake I unto them, neither had I commanded them. In order, therefore, that men might not subject to such a suspicion those who were commissioned by Christ, he gave them power over unclean spirits, and the ability to perform signs. For when the divine miracle followed close upon their word, no form, either of calumny or of Jewish false speaking, could find a place against them. For they were convicted of accusing them without reason or, rather, of choosing to fight against God. For to be able to work miracles is possible for no man, unless God give him the power and authority thereunto. 
the grace of the spirit therefore witnessed of those who had been sent that they were not persons who ran of themselves nor self-called to the duty of speaking concerning christ but that on the contrary they had been appointed to be the ministers of his message the authority however which they bore to reprove evil spirits and the power of crushing satan was not given them that they might themselves so much be regarded with admiration as that christ might be glorified by their means and be believed on by those whom they taught as by nature god and the son of god and invested with so great glory and supremacy and might as to be even able to bestow upon others the power of trampling satan under their feet but they it says in that they were counted worthy of so great grace returned rejoicing and saying lord even the devils are subject to us in thy name for they confess the authority of him who honoured them and wonder at the supremacy and greatness of his power but they seem to have rejoiced not so much because they were ministers of his message and had been counted worthy of apostolic honours as because they had wrought miracles but it would have been better for them to have reflected that he gave them the power to work miracles not that they might be regarded by men with admiration on this account but rather that what they preached might be believed the holy ghost bearing them witness by divine signs it would have been better therefore had they manifestly rejoiced on account of those rather who had been won by their means and had made this a cause of exultation just as also the very wise paul gloried in those who had been called by his means saying my joy and my crown but they said nothing at all of this kind but rejoiced only in that they had been able to crush satan and what is christ's reply i saw satan fall like lightning from heaven that is i am not unaware of this for inasmuch as ye set out upon this journey so to speak by my will ye have vanquished satan i saw him fall like lightning from heaven and this means that he was cast down from on high to earth from overweening pride to humiliation from glory to contempt from great power to utter weakness and the saying is true for before the coming of the saviour he possessed the world all was subject to him and there was no man able to escape the meshes of his overwhelming might he was worshipped by every one everywhere he had temples and altars for sacrifice and an innumerable multitude of worshippers but because the only begotten word of god has come down from heaven he has fallen like lightning for he who of old was bold and supercilious and who vied with the glory of deity he who had as his worshippers all that were in error is put under the feet of those that worshipped him is it not then true that he has fallen from heaven to earth by having suffered so great and terrible an overthrow 
Who then is he that hath destroyed his might, and humbled him to this misery? Plainly it was Christ. And this he announced to us in the words, Behold, I have given you the authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and upon all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. But, O Lord, some one may reply, Behold, already we rejoice in the glory and grace bestowed upon us by thee, for we have acknowledged that even the devils are subject to us in thy name. And how then dost thou proclaim to those who know it, and have openly acknowledged it, Behold, I have given you the authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions? Yes, he saith, I have carefully on purpose called you to the remembrance of those things which, lo, already ye know, that ye may not be carried away with the ignorance of the Jews, who, not understanding the mystery of my incarnation, approach me as a mere man, and persecute me, saying, Why dost thou, being a man, make thyself God? And yet it was rather their duty, he says, to have known that, not as being a man, to use their words, I affirm of myself that I am God, but rather that being by nature God, I have put on the form of a slave, and appear on earth as a man like unto you. And what is the proof of these things? Behold, I have given you the authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions. But it was not the act of a mere man, nor of one such as we are, to bestow on others an authority so glorious and admirable, as for them to be able to tread upon all the power of the enemy. Rather, it was a deed suitable to God alone, who is supreme over all, and crowned with surpassing honors. It is capable also of being explained in another way, for thus he leaves them no excuse for giving way to cowardice, but rather requires of them to be very hearty and courageous. For such ought those to be who are ministers of the divine word, not subject to timidity, nor overpowered by sloth, but preaching with great power, as Scripture saith, and bold in pursuing after those who are drawn up in array against them, and bravely struggling against the enemy, as having Christ to help them, who will also humble the impure powers of evil under their feet, and with them even Satan himself. What man is there more powerful than the world rulers of darkness? or than that wicked serpent and prince of evil. He therefore who break the heads of the dragons, how can he be too weak to save them from the attacks of any of this world's inhabitants? Not without benefit, therefore, did Christ proclaim to his disciples, Behold, I have granted you to tread on serpents and scorpions, and upon all the power of the enemy." But he also further benefits them by immediately adding, But in this rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Dost thou not, O Lord, permit those who have been honored by thee to rejoice in their honors? 
and yet it is written of those who were appointed to the apostleship, They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance, and in thy name shall they exult all the day, and in thy righteousness shall they be exalted. For thou art the glory of their strength, and in thy good pleasure shall our horn be exalted. How then didst thou command them not to rejoice in the honor and glory which thou didst thyself bestow? What can we say to this? I answer that Christ raises them to something greater, and commands them to account it their glory that their names were written in heaven. For it is said of the saints that God is thus addressed, and in thy book they are all written. But besides, to rejoice solely in the fact that they were able to work miracles and crush the herds of demons was likely to produce in them possibly the desire also of vainglory. And the neighbor, so to speak, and kinsfellow of this passion constantly is pride. Most usefully, therefore, does the Savior of all rebuke the first boasting, and quickly cuts away the root, so to speak, that had sprung up in them of the base love of glory, imitating good husbandmen, who immediately that they see a thorn springing up in their pleasure-grounds or gardens, tear it up with the teeth of the mattock before it strikes its root deep. Even though, therefore, we receive some gift from Christ, not unworthy of admiration, we must not think too highly of it, but rather make the hope prepared for us our cause of rejoicing, and that our names are written in the companies of the saints by Christ's gift, the Saviour of us all, who from his love to man bestows, with all besides that we have, this also upon us. By whom and with whom, to God the Father, be praise and dominion with the Holy Ghost, for ever and ever. Amen. End of Sermon 64